Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by CEO of To Be Honest, also known as TBH. TBH is an honest snacking company with its first hero product, a better for you hazelnut spread. They are taking the beloved favorite Nutella and making it much healthier. TBH is vegan and made with no palm oil. TBH was founded by Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp. Noah has helped the brand scale and gained a loyal following. We talked to Elena about all things snacking, so watch out because you might get hungry listening. Elena, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to be chatting with you today. For our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us what TBH is and where you come to us from? Yes. Yes. So my name is Elena and I am the CEO of TBH or To Be Honest. We are a new indulgence on the market, a hazelnut spread rivaling Nutella. And my background is pretty much all consumer products, CPG, mostly on the operations and supply chain side. Amazing. So I'm sure obviously the Nutella name rang a bell for probably lots of our listeners. What makes TBH, you know, healthified or better for you? And why is this a category that's worth tackling? Sure. That's a massive question. I think Nutella has been around for like a hundred and some odd years and they um, have created this cultural movement of being there at your breakfast table, being a snack in the middle of the night. And our founder, Noah Schnapp, Um, an actor, Gen Z celebrity, you might know him from Stranger Things, really wanted, he loved Nutella growing up, worked with the venture studio out of which TBH is coming out of to create this product because despite his love for Nutella, at some point he realized that, you know, palm oil is not the greatest ingredient to have in our product. It's also the leading cause of deforestation. The first ingredient of Nutella is actually sugar. So our first ingredient is hazelnuts and we don't have palm oils. Those were the two major changes we made. We actually have 50% less sugar than Nutella and three times as much protein. So all around the macros are better for it to be a snack that you don't feel guilty about. So what is in TBH? You mentioned, you know, a lot more hazelnuts and no palm oil, but what is the spread made out of? I mean, it's it feels pretty reasonably logical uh, to have pretty natural ingredients make up the things that we're putting in our bodies. We work with a facility and they roast hazelnuts uh, 12,000 pounds at a time. And the smell is incredible, but what comes out are these delicious, like warm morsels. And then what we do is we grind everything up. We actually separate the dry pieces of hazelnut from the oils. And then we blend everything together, dry and oil separately. So the hazelnut oils are mixed with sunflower oils. The dry ingredients are mixed with pre-protein. A little bit of monk fruit goes inside. And other than that, cocoa butter to add that chocolatey goodness that we all love. And nothing that we can't pronounce, nothing you can't read. I love that. And it's vegan, gluten-free. So all of the dietary restrictions in place. So TBH, the brand that you guys are building is a single SKU company currently. And I think we've seen such success across these new emerging brands that are single SKU. I mean, Athletic Greens, Mudwater, to name a few. Can you tell us a little bit about like what it's like building a brand that's essentially one product and how you're doing that? Yeah. 
And I love thinking about Athletic Greens and Mudwater because despite being single skew companies, I kind of look at them as single skew, but different form factors, which is the approach that we're taking. So luckily for us, the category has already been created. Like I said, Nutella has been around a long time. And over the past five years, definitely the past two years, we've seen a lot of different hazelnut spreads pop out on the market. One way that we're looking at this category and how we're going to invade it is number one, by having like a better taste and one that really replicates what you're used to. But number two is how can we meet you at wherever you are? So right now we have a 14 ounce jar that is sold online. We launched on GoPuff and we have a couple of other secrets um, up our sleeves in the next couple of weeks, maybe months, and then more secrets over the summer. So you'll start to see this 14 ounce can in different places. But where we can go from here is like, for example, it's hard to put this in my purse. And we are looking at single serves as another form factor for the same spread, which keeps from a supply chain perspective, us focused on continuing to create this spread in the maximum deliciousness, maximum taste to keep it creamy, keep it smooth, but really use that spread, but just put it in different things. So imagine Nutella currently has 18 different sizes. And if we think about that, it's wild, but if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? You have a single serve, they have that packet with the pretzels, they have a 14 ounce jar, they have a 30 ounce jar. You can probably find it at Costco. If you go to a cafe, there's like gallon jugs in food service, you're in five gallon jugs. And that keeps the actual ingredient and the supply chain for the ingredient fairly simple because you're still perfecting making this one thing, but then you're putting it in different potential form factors. So that's how we're approaching it. I think for us, the opportunity exists in these different four factors in a couple of different ways. So single serves would be great for hiking, would be great for kids to put into their lunch boxes. If you have a family, you know, right now our subscriptions over the past couple of weeks, we've just seen like tremendous growth and I keep reviewing it with our marketing team. And I'm like, what are we doing? This is incredible. But the truth is people buy one jar. And if you're in a household of more than two human bodies, it could be to parents or to human, like adult humans. It could be one parent and a child. It could be two parents and two children, or maybe an adult and their grandparents, irrelevant. But any household more than two kids, if everyone has a spoonful a night, they go through this jar pretty quick. So we're seeing a lot of traffic move over to subscriptions. And in that kind of scenario where we're already at your breakfast table, we're with you at midnight when you want something sweet, we're with you after dinner, we're there if you want to bake. And instead of using some concoction or or something else, you're really turning to TBH. We have an opportunity to stay with you through your daily journey in other ways. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned something that I wanted to bring up is the food service. We had on Amy from Zoom a couple of weeks ago. And one angle that, you know, they're tackling is the food service tahini angle. And I think it's natural for us to think about TBH as something that go as, is an ingredient in other things, because it's obviously something that people eat by the spoonful, but it's also amazing with bananas, with crepes, with croissants, like with pretzels, with any, with anything, literally with anything. My natural question here is like, what are you guys doing to either integrate into food service or collabs? I know you recently had a collaboration with Sydney from Toto with her cookies. What is that like? Give us a little look inside of what food service or that angle looks like for TBH. I mean, I think you hit it spot on. The initial launch for TBH really positioned us as 
a player in this space, in this category. And where we go from here is 100% to also keep us in your mind as an ingredient. So our collab with Toto, they use TBH in their cookies. So as you have that cookie, they added adaptogens and tropics in there. So overall, like it's an amazing cookie, but TBH really stands out. And we are going to continue doing that as a way to enter food service in a really strategic way. So every quarter this year, we have a collaboration planned. Our next one will drop for Mother's Day. So stay tuned toward the end of April for that. And and more later on this year, two other things that we're doing is connecting. We have a lot of collaborators reaching out to us for things like videos to kind of use our product in their creations and build those together. And we really want to use influencers more on the like cooking side, like lifestyle and cooking side to help explain like, how can you use TBH? Maybe if you're not a baker, you're not a cook, or let's say you don't make smoothies in the morning, having someone explain or or help you understand how you can use this product really goes a long way to help again, us stay top of mind and stay in households. And then I think the one other thing that we're doing is connecting with restaurants and chefs Again, like strategically, but also they happen to be like our favorite chefs. So I know myself and our team, I'm a little odd because I'm currently in in the mountains. So I don't go to many restaurants, but the rest of our team is in New York. And we all travel with TBH in our bags. If we go somewhere and we feel like the vibe aligns, we will just give the restaurant TBH and say like, please give this to, to your staff. Please give this to your shelf. We want them to explore. We want them to play with it create something. You don't have to put on your menu. You don't have to like share it, but just create it and let us know what you think. And the feedback that we've received so far has been honestly like beyond my wildest dreams because a lot of the bakers and chefs that work with like kind of like more desserty ingredients have told us that the sugar content of Nutella really makes it hard to bake with. It just has a high potential to burn. And because we have 50% less sugar, it's a much easier ingredient in the kitchen. We've also found that a lot of folks have taken things off of their menu because of either palm oil component or the sugar component. And they're really excited to bring something on that is equal in deliciousness, in texture to what people are normally used to, but bring it on in a more kind of planet forward way. Yeah. I think the way you're going about educating the consumer about the diversity of use cases is going to be huge and driving the brand equity to like a whole new level. I think we reference, I think we reference like Mudwater and Athletic Greens and like, I think one thing you are doing similarly, right, is you're focused on your hero skew, maybe in different sh- like sizes and formats, but like you're just focused on building that hero skew for a long time, making sure the equity is there before you even think about line extending somewhere too different. But at the same time, the advantage that you have over those two brands is just, again, this diversification of use cases, right? Like AG and, and Mud, right? You kind of had the one occasion that you were really using it for, but this can go across so many different foods, so many different times of the day. Um, so I think that's a huge opportunity. Changing the subject, you referenced Noah at the beginning, what it's kind of like working with an influencer celebrity. Can you just talk a little bit about experience, like what that kind of model like drives in terms of like both benefits and complications? Yeah, for sure. And I've been I've been in-house and as a consultant for a number of brands, but this is my first entry into like more of the celebrity space. So I can share how we operate the good and, and a little bit of the bad. Right now, Noah is, I mean, this was his kind of love child and, and 
brainchild. So we want him to be as engaged and inspired by this as we are. He has stranger things. He is, he just got into college. So there's a lot of things on his plate. So right now the good is that when our team connects, which we do, I connect with him weekly, our team connects with him monthly. He's super excited about everything that's on the radar. And number one is like, we're all excited about how this tastes and where it can grow. So sometimes he goes out to eat. He sends us pictures of the restaurant menu. If it has Nutella anywhere on it. And our goal is then to like reach out to that restaurant. And that is incredible because we have more eyes on the street. And that's what every kind of early stage team, I think this is my opinion, but I think that's what an early stage team needs. We need eyes and we need the energy. And that is paramount at these early stages. We have to like just keep moving forward, keep going and keep each other excited. So that excitement is really um, wonderful on the receiving end. And I think that excitement also extends into how quickly our community has grown. So Noah um, has shared all of our launches, all of our achievements, um, has shared like his late night TBH and peanut butter concoctions, has referenced TBH whenever it comes up in his life and when it's authentic to him. But what that does is drive a lot of traffic to us. So a lot of our community are both fans of, but also now fans of like delicious things and vegans who haven't had cheap, like haven't had Nutella for decades. So I think the amplification and the community that we were able to create in just a matter of of months has been absolutely incredible. And that's been a huge win and a, a huge differentiator for us in this market. And I think, you know, to kind of piggyback off of the good, the bad is that like, we want more of him. We want, we want him in, in this every day, but we'll take him as we can get him. And I think that's just something we we deal with as a celebrity founded brand. We have to be understanding of his schedule and plan around it. So right now we're planning shoots out for Q2, Q3, and we're, we're kind of puzzle piecing the Stranger Things schedule and his school schedule. And all of those are just logistics that we want to be cognizant of. And at the end of the day, it's just communication. But I think that's a reality of a celebrity-led brand or a celebrity-founded brand, but maybe that's a bad. (laughs) We just want more time. (laughs) You kind of mentioned a little bit of, you know, the competitive landscape. And it's obvious to say that your competitor is Nutella, which, you know, is easy to say. But in this healthified CPG space, we've been seeing so many you know, healthy Nutella spreads come to the market. I know Andrea from Snackshots did a big thing last year of all of the new ones that came out of Gooey and Drip and Groovy and Justin's has a hazelnut one. How are you really winning the market? Is it because you guys are a single skew just like Nutella as a brand? Or is it because your product's actually like the most similar to Nutella? I just, I'm curious. Yeah, you're you're totally right. There's a bunch of other competitors in this space. I think that in CPG, again, this is my opinion, but I've been in this industry for 15 years at this point. I think that it comes down to taste. Like if something doesn't taste incredible, I don't want it in my kitchen time and time again. I've bought tons of things that have like lived on my counter and died on my counter. And what we're finding is a lot of our competitors have really high first-time purchases, but really low repeat customer rates. And I think that it it really boils down to taste. I've truly spent more money than I wish to admit on other hazelnut spreads. And still, every time I'm in LA, I go to Erewhon and buy 
any new hazelnut spread I see. And after trying a lot of them, I think there's like a couple of different ranges of factors to consider. And internally, we did this when we were deciding on our final formulation. I think I came, we came up with like 10, one to 10 ranges. One is like smooth to not smooth. One is chunky to creamy. One is spreadability metrics. Another is like monk fruit palette, like monk fruit on the palate. Like, can you taste the monk fruit? I think a lot of the other spreads just to your point, aren't replicating what folks are used to. And we are in a very unique space where we use a hint of monk fruit, but it does not come across. What comes across is like chocolate and hazelnut. And some brands that I've tried, it was, you know, too much agave or too much monk fruit or too liquidy. And it doesn't exactly match what I'm trying to replace as someone who is trying to eat better. I'm still eating something that is an indulgence, but I want it to be better. And despite wanting to be better, I refuse to give up like the delicious level. Rachel, what does this remind you of? Like think about a brand that we've been talking to recently that's just taking on one big strategic, but like is trying to be very equal on taste. Isn't really going to... Exactly. For me, this is like you and Goodles are doing like, in my opinion, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. Like very similar things strategically. And I love it. Yeah. Totally. I tried Goodles for the first time. I got a box, I think at Expo. I was like, I want a box. And it was the first snack I had after getting back home. And I was like, yeah. Like we're big fans of them. Yeah. I think there's there's this also reality in the consumer space of healthifying everything. You know, like we need everything to be so much better. But at the end of the day, like it's not healthy to eat a full jar of TBH just as much as it's not healthy to eat a full, like a full jar of Nutella, like, but it's better for you and being realistic with like what the ingredients are and that, you know, it's better for you. And it also is such, so comparable on taste. Like yeah, really at the end of the day, I've tried, we've tried all of the other hazelnut spreads as well. And it's truly the most similar in terms of like spreadability and, even smell like you open the jar and it's like, oh, this could really be Nutella, which I think is really cool. Yeah. It's cool that you're super deliberate about that too, Lana. Like maybe there is that consumer pocket that's like psycho and literally wants zero real sugar. But then there definitely is like a very big TAM of people who are like, all right, I appreciate this is healthier, but I'm not going to buy something that tastes like crap because it's yeah. like zero sugar, you know? So it's cool that you're, you know, you're not hiding from that. And that's awesome. No. And I think that gives us, you know, in, in, formulating this final version of TBH. There were a couple of other versions that we had the privilege to taste that in my mind could literally be different products. Like we had one version that was 75% less sugar than Nutella. And it truly, honestly, it appealed to everyone over 40, but it didn't appeal to like anyone under 35. And it was, it was like so hazelnutty and so rich that it could literally be another skew. And I think that there. I love, I mean, I've been in the natural products industry for a bit and I love this, this industry. I love that everyone is trying in one way or another to be better in whatever that word means. It could be better because you are sourcing locally. It could be better because you're using packaging that is more sustainable and more planet forward. It could be ingredients, but there's so many ways to define better. And I support all of them, but my freezer, like 
I'm not, and maybe I'm also not like an example, a typical consumer because I come from the space. So I'm critical, but I want to be better. I'm not willing to give up meat, but now I have some meat and some Akua burgers and eventually I'll just like flip them out. And I think that the normal consumer will not give up taste. Like, I don't want them to give up taste. I want to feed everyone delicious things. I don't want you to have to sacrifice that. So the name of the game here is really to, to, to match that. Like we can, we have the technology, we have the supply chain. There's been a lot of disruptions on that side of things. But I think that we in 2022 are able to take the things from generations past and look at them with a new innovative eye. I recently, I'm at a co-working space and I recently had like Haribo gummy bears. And I like spent probably four minutes just looking at the packaging being like, I mean, and there are, there are innovators in like the gummy space, but I just looked at this, they, you know, on their packaging, it says 1922. That's when Haribo like started and it blew my mind. Like it is a hundred years later. People still eat them. Even people that are crazy health nuts, whatever, like they don't want to compromise on taste. And that's often why, I mean, Smart Sweets is doing a great job. Behave is doing a great job. Total. Um, and honestly, I think they're better. Like people might just be used to this one thing, but if you did a taste test, a blind taste test, this is like a little digression, but I believe that if you do a blind taste test of all of the innovative, comparable brands to Haribo, Haribo might not win. And that's kind of how I feel about our category. Like, and we've done, we beat out Nutella in a taste test at the end of last year in a blind taste test. And that was the most gratifying thing because I really believe that in this day and age, like we, we can do better. We have to do better. It's also a lot about what we see is changing consumer mindset. And it's really hard to change and make people try something new. And that's why, you know, a lot of consumer brands had a hard time during COVID because just getting someone to taste something is all they need to convert that customer. But at the end of the day, it's really about how do you change consumer habit in a way that's sustainable? And like, to your point, people might actually like behave gummies more than Haribo, but they wouldn't know because they're just so stuck in their ways. So it's about like branching out and trying something new. Yeah. And I think one additional benefit we have from Noah being involved with building TBH is to, to your question of how can you get into people's heads, into people's hearts, into people's mouths. It's so hard. You have to convince them. And it's quite beautiful because Noah's audience tends to skew on the younger side. So what we found is that teenagers are showing TBH to their parents who are all for trying something better, but they just might not see it. And then we replace that part of their pantry so quickly because the parents love the taste. The kids are huge fans of the taste. They, but, and then everyone's fighting over a jar. So the goal for us is really to, to what Daniel was saying is like a strategic approach to like culturally recreating in households and like in your mouths, in your brains, in your pantries, where you need to go for a treat. Yeah. And we're seeing that like cross-generation cross right? Like someone handing their grandparents a jar and instead of baking with Nutella, they're now using TBH. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's such a age 
defying product as we've seen Nutella be. So, you know, TBH can do the same. We'll transition to our favorite part of the podcast, rapid fire. I'll throw some questions at you. No pressure. Ready. Favorite way to eat TBH? With apples. Just plain with apples? I like dump two tablespoons in a bowl or I'm a little bit of a savage. I'll like do it straight out of the jar, but I'll dip apples until I can't like the jars tall. So I'll do it until I can't do it anymore. But I love it with apples. It's like something with the tangy and the sweet that does it for me. I've heard potato chips are also great. Ooh, interesting. Oh, I guess the like salty, sweet type of thing. Salty, sweet. Um, guilty pleasure. Half and half. It's like a weird answer. <laughs> not to like, not when to I was slam, kid, but like I, I love half and half. When I was a kid, I used to, before I was allergic to dairy, I used to drink half and halves. Like literally yeah. just open them up and drink them. It's just- oh my God. I mean, I'm getting like a little older, so I should probably not drink it straight to the can, but I'm not saying I've never done that. And then that leads to like, I shouldn't have a lot of dairy, but I love dairy. And there's a company in SF called McConnell's, I want to say, um, an oh, ice cream ice company. Cream. Yeah. Yeah. They have a flavor called sweet cream. It's literally just cream. And it is the most satisfying thing to eat in the entire world. Sounds like half and half <laughs> an ice cream for <laughs> Basically, your present pleasure is half and half in any form factor. Here we go. New business idea. You said first thing that came to my mind. Love it. I love the honesty. All right. Craziest thing in your fridge or pantry? Oh, you know, after Expo West, there might be some weird stuff in there. We got some CPG products. They're super interesting. There's a cashew fruit meat from a company called Kaju, I think their name is. That I haven't cooked with yet, but that's pretty weird. Otherwise, you know, I live with my boyfriend and he's a big cook. So we actually don't buy a lot of CPG products because he makes everything. So I think the weirdest thing, we have like fermented stuff, like fermented banana. I don't even know what to, like if he goes on vacation, I'm clueless in the refrigerator. There's a bunch of weird fermented stuff, like vacuum sealed bags with, I don't even know what. Pickled, pickled stuff. Pickled, pickled. That's good for your gut. Hey, whatever works. We like to ask all of our guests how they subscribe to wellness. So what are some things you do on a daily basis that makes you the best version of yourself and still be able to be the kick-ass CEO of TBH? Honest answer is it's a work in progress, but a couple of things. So I have a, a dog and every morning I go outside, I make myself a cup of coffee, I go outside and we play ball. That's half for him, but also probably more for me. It becomes a little bit of meditation time. And I usually like, I don't listen to music. I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I just am with myself for the moment before the day begins. I've been doing more head spacing than usual, especially at night. It's a little hard. It's a lot hard for me to unwind in the evenings, especially if I have longer days. So a good headspace or a sleep cast usually helps. And I've recently downloaded Breathwork. And have found that a little bit more, maybe I connect with it more than meditation because it's just about the breath. So I do that. Yeah. I think playing with, Lar- play, playing with Larson might be just my number one. He's, so, he's like Corgi. I just watch him run and it just brings me joy and I let my mind wander. I love that. Where can our listeners learn more about TBH? 
Yeah, you can uh, give us a follow on Instagram at SnackTBH or on TikTok at SnackTBH. And if they want to connect with me, my DMs are open on Twitter and Instagram. It's just my full name, Elena Guberman on both. Love it. Thank you so much, Elena. Always a pleasure to chat as always. Thanks, Rachel. Have a good one. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.